A big theme on this podcast has been and will continue to be desperation. On today's edition of Keeping It Real, I have a returning conversation partner, Tim Holloway, to explain how he and his family abruptly, quote unquote, lost everything about six years ago. For many of us living here in the Western Hemisphere, this perception can be easy to have that one has a lot to lose. Tim will explain what he lost, how he lost it, how it all affected him and his family, and then how he got it all back and then some. I just want to say a quick word on the rhythm of the Keeping It Real podcast. We're going to be breaking from the regular rhythm a bit. That is, typically, there are alternating monologue and dialogue shows. The next few episodes will be dialogue shows, and then after the dialogue shows get aired, there will be a series of monologue shows that will come out. But for now, let's lock our listening ears and ready our hearts for Tim's incredible testimony of his desperation experience from six years ago. Welcome to the Keeping It Real podcast. Only tired of fake stuff? Shouldn't we turn down a stale brand of living? It's time to open our hearts to Christ. It's time to keep it real. Here's your host, Ollie G. All right, we are back on another edition of Keeping It Real, and I've got uh, my buddy Tim Holloway back with me again, um, now no stranger to the podcast, and definitely a guy that leaves his mark everywhere he goes, uh, whether if it be on social media or on these outpost discussion groups that he has, that he facilitates, and he's uh, he's he's getting quite the rep here Uh in, in our current day. Tim, thanks again for being on the podcast. Uh, I had a title for this episode and I changed it here at the last minute to a particular post, the way how you started it. You started it with, we lost everything. Now, there are a number of your posts that grip me, but right off the bat, boom, that caught me. We lost everything. And from there, you kind of go into everything that transpired in a moment about six years ago. So you made this post on May the 22nd. At the time of this recording, it's nearly two months ago. You posted this on Facebook and the post began with, we lost everything. Can you explain what you lost and how you lost it? Yeah, yeah. So just to, um, I would like to lead up on how I got to this situation, man. I was, you know, I was working in a treatment center, helping an at-risk youth in uh, Compton, Long Beach, LA, you know, all the, all the kids from the, from the hood, if you will. But, um, uh, you know, I did that for, it seemed like maybe seven or eight years. And, uh, so I got this opportunity to kind of do the same mission, but with a different kind of class of, of kids. So mine were mandated and that was the court ordered them to be in our treatment center at our location and that is to say that it's very involuntary. And so if anybody's ever done any involuntary kind of treatment thing, your results and your um, success rate is pretty low. Let's just put, yeah. you know, I've had uh, multiple uh, kids where I've, um, I've got them into college and, and, and got a successful future and stuff like that. But uh, needless to say, I was just kind of longing for more. So this opportunity came up to help at-risk kids that were identified inside of their school districts. So the, the teachers were unified with this nonprofit and, and they knew the kids that, that, that were struggling and needed help. They identified these kids and they got them to camps. Hmm. Um, so I was like, 
why wouldn't I want to do that? That right. sounds like sure. a wonderful thing to do. Um, so I was all on board with that. And, uh, but not everything that glitters is gold. So that came to, to, uh, this point of what we're talking about. So I had something, uh, in my intuition, I thought it was just fear and that's why I kind of overrode it and just went anyway. So this required us to move 1600 miles away, join this nonprofit in the mission of what it was doing and stuff. And I had this, these last minute jitters like you would for any fearful situation. Right. And sure. so I, um, yeah, I overrode those, um, even though I had massive, massive doubts. I don't know what it is that came up, um, but I had a lot of doubts uh, that were just kind of overridden. So needless to say, I got myself into this uh, situation with this nonprofit that wasn't what they were actually. The mission was two weeks out of the year, and it was it was taking a lot, a lot of funding mm. and a lot of money for no mission um, whatsoever. And mm. so... Uh, yeah, I got myself in a very bad situation by not following my gut, brother, or the Holy Spirit, if you will. But, uh, you know, I think God, you know, knows we're going to make some of these decisions and kind of orchestrates our future from them. So it definitely uh, turned out for good. Yes, yeah, <laughs> so. I, I had Romans eight twenty eight right on my mind and in the meditation of my thoughts as you were saying that. So the the, the goodness of God and the divine working in his timing is impeccable it just um, absolutely blows me away when i hear testimonials like this to know that when you just think that it's all over here he comes and shows up and it's like you know whoa you know what was your what was your faith looking like as the wealth aspect began sinking like the Titanic. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cause uh, I can't it have... was literally the, yeah. the Titanic. So there was some legal issues that came up and we were contacted. Uh, I had no idea that they were taking place. Although I had my suspicions like this is I'm only in this like six months and I'm like, this is not, this is not good. There's, there's um, kind of like maybe a, a dark kind of manipulation tactics going on that were kind of uh, super shady. There was some narcissistic tendencies mm-hmm. uh, inside of the leader of of full uh, obedience that that I begin to notice. I begin to notice a lot of things, but needless to say, um, you know, I was contacted because of a of a lawsuit that was uh, that was going on and what was what was happening. So. Uh, we had to make a decision and the decision was um, do we side with, with the money and everything that we have going on or do we do the right thing and lose everything? Mm. That's, that's the decision we're facing, you know? And so uh, we came to the conclusion that we were going to do the right thing and let the chips fall where they may. And Oh my goodness. Like it, it, it hit the fan. Um, so like I said in my post there, the day that it was found out that we were cooperating was the day that everything just imploded. And so that's my wife and I both losing our jobs on the same day. The The beautiful house was was leased through the company and rented uh, from us. We weren't on the lease or we were like co-lease, you know, uh, like a secondary. I don't know how they work that stuff out, but um 
uh, needless to say, we were, um, the house was, was taken from us too immediately. They're following the no income. So yeah, within, so you, you know, making no that home. decision. You got no home, no job, no money. Very where, little. Where are Very you going? Yeah, where are you going and what are you doing? I mean, are you standing <laughs> out on the street corner with a dark pair of shades and a mug or what are you, what's going on here? Yeah. So our, our kids uh, were at their parents uh, for the holidays. It was Thanksgiving. And uh, so we pack everything up and uh, vacate the premises and get everything into storage and then uh they fly back and then we we drive over to some relatives that are uh 10 hours away and um we spend the holidays there it was more like of a extended sort of thing for like three weeks because we really didn't know what we were going to do um we had about maybe like four or five grand in the bank um which was utilized to travel back to their school and everything after the holidays were over, like January 6th, 7th-ish, because we're like, we don't want to them to experience all of this pain of, of everything that's going on in our life and have to pull away from all of their friends too. So we were, we came back and we're trying to make it work. So we were inside of Airbnbs and uh, that got too expensive. So we were into hotels mm. and, um, yeah, literally, we we all the money came to an end inside of the hotel. And I'm in a I call up a local friend and I'm like, hey, let me uh, stay at your ranch for a little bit, and I'll work around the ranch uh, while we figure out what we're going to do. And he goes, okay, you know, and he gave me a deadline, like be out in three months or whatever. Yeah, and um, yeah, so we just started grinding and working and coming up with ideas and and to get back on our feet, which uh, you know, this led uh, that's Holly a really to, good friend, by the way. Let me tell you, right? That's, that's it was his sec a secondary home, so he wasn't there in the winter, uh, so it was you know, like skin off his back, uh, to have somebody watch the property during the the snow season and stuff. So that was cool, but Ollie, what was an amazing thing during that process was. You know, I'm still, I'm still trying to figure things out with God. You know, I'm, I made my way back is like, and my face is turning his direction. Right. But it's not turning away, but, uh, you know, I'm still, uh, I'm still drinking. I'm still, um, trying to overcome some of the, my past and my demons. You know, this is six, seven years ago. What led to part of the sobriety was, uh, we were inside an Airbnb that had a full bar and you had access, you know, to the bar. And I'm just like, you know, I'm drinking and stuff. And and my wife, like getting really serious with me and is like, hey, you know, if I'm doing this uh, sober, you're doing this sober. And I need you here with me so we can navigate through this because we can't navigate through this thing. Uh, with you sedating like that. And so that led to a, a sobriety journey uh, yeah, that hasn't awesome. stopped. That's, power. that's living <laughs> yeah. in power. That's great. You At one point here uh, in the post, you, you talk about how when you were in one of the motels or what have you, uh, very limited space, and you got your kids in there with you and everything. And you, you joked how one of them was uh, in the closet and then was yeah. coming out of the closet, right? Yeah. <laughs> explain that for the listening audience, if you would. Yeah, so the 
the girls uh, slept in the living room and then we slept in uh, the one bedroom, you know, inside of this Airbnb and our, and our son slept in the closet. And so it was an ongoing joke of uh, him coming out of the closet, but uh, yeah, it was a, it was a really crazy experience. You know, our kids still remember it to this day as um, uh, especially our girls as something uh, that kind of bonded us in a sense of, you know, bonded us together and stuff like that. Um, uh, going through that family journey together and coming through to the other side. And yeah, it was a, <laughs> it sucked during the time I could tell you. Uh, well, I tell you what, I've, you know, I'll jump in real quick here. And one of the things yeah. I thought about as you were describing the living arrangements for your family um, a lot of folks, I think particularly here in the West, again, as they would hear that testimonial that you that you give, they think they're, they're thinking they, there's a wow factor to it. Right. Like, wow, that's amazing. But they probably think it's there's some folks I can't help but to believe that they think that's a little weird. Like, wow, this is crazy. Like, why would they couldn't they come up with something, anything better than this? But you mentioned something how there was tremendous amount of value in the midst of that time and also coming out of that experience. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, what we don't realize a lot of times here in the West is uh, we miss out on a lot because of our materialism or our infatuation or dare I even say idol worship of material things. Yeah. And, you know, people that are poor, dirt poor, especially in other countries, third world places and stuff like that. And I haven't really been there personally, but I hear all the testimonials. I got friends of mine that have, you know, gone on trips and stuff. And like, there's a lot of togetherness. There's a lot of great connection, yeah, amongst, especially yeah. brothers and sisters in Christ that they may not have hardly a bucket to spit into, but mm -hmm. they have it going on in power, walking in the spirit of the Lord. Yeah, it kind of sounds like you guys had a real sweet taste of that in those Airbnb and motel living days. Yeah, yeah, really uh, uh, connecting together, getting through it as a family, and um, yeah, yeah, we definitely had all of that. What what was uh, crazy about this is it's hard to explain why we couldn't do anything different, um, except for the fact that. I was in a location that was highly, highly adverse to Californians. Okay. Mm. And every single, all of, cultural issue. Yeah. So all of my uh, applications and I put in a lot, uh, all of my references were from California and I never, ever got any sort of thing. So like, when you think of like racism, this this small city of 10 to 12,000, um, the culture is absolute hatred to Californians. Mm, wow. And so there wasn't any there, there wasn't any uh, uh, opportunity that was going to happen to, uh, you know, I get a I get a feeling of what what it would feel like, uh, you, you know, inside of racism and to experience that, because that's that's exactly what it was correlated to. There wasn't any thing going to happen for me there yeah, um, you were probably wondering i mean were you wondering at all like lord what are we doing here <laughs> <laughs> uh, so one of the the funniest stories uh 
you know, about this is, so we're starting our business. We're starting our podcast. Uh, we got a couple people going, how did you get on the new and noteworthy of Apple and like all of these different things. And so we're like, Hey, like we can get you there too. And so we started getting other people uh successful podcast. And so that turned into a business, but uh, so what happened during that winter is our uh, internet was a couple miles up in a cabin and the snow is like, we had like 12 foot of snow that year. <laughs> and so it wasn't the kind of snow where you, uh, where you can walk through. Yeah, it's, right. it's the kind of snow where, where you have, you can't even pick up your leg to move. You have to just kind of like scoot yourself, you know? Oh, and so we kind of made a trail to, to the cabin and uh, uh, every other day we had to to truck up there to uh, sustain our business and keep the generator going so we can get internet so we can so, so we can basically make money and live. So yeah. my life depended on yeah. taking that trip to the mountain. That, Funny that's story. like uh, one of those uh, what are those one of those TV shows called The Ultimate Warrior or something like that. You know, you're really yeah. uh, you're not only feeling the pressure spiritually and financially yeah. now you're at it physically <laughs> oh geez. yeah i would uh um uh, convince my son to do it sometimes and he would do it in half the time and bag on me but uh oh, yeah. Yeah. well you <laughs> he can have the youth on his side right <laughs> right right hey i want to read a passage of scripture here real quick and it's a passage of scripture that again was a was on my mind as i was thinking about uh upon reading your post and sh you sharing what you went through on your post and all oh, what you're doing now is relaying actually and even expanding on it uh, for the listening audience. And John chapter 20, when, you know, Jesus has been crucified, he's 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 ascended, but nobody knows anything of him. What is going on with him? Nobody knows anything. You know, Mary goes to pursue him. She's the first. She wants to find out, visit the tomb or whatever. And she finds out that the body's not there. So then she, uh, she discovers that the body's not there. And then it picks up in verse 13 of John chapter 20. It says, then they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? These are a couple of angels talking to her. Why are you weeping? She said to them, because they have taken away my Lord and do not know where they have laid him. Now, when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there but did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say teacher, Jesus said to her, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and say to them, I am, am ascending to my father and your father and to my God and your God. So when I read this account, I think of a woman as the disciples felt like they lost everything okay, because <laughs> they had laid everything down to follow this guy wherever he went. Right. The disciples, the fisher, you know, Peter and them laid down their nets. It's all they knew. They laid down their livelihood to follow him wherever he went. Yeah, Same thing yeah. with the women. Right. So Mary felt like she lost everything. Now she goes to visit the tomb and she can't even see any resemblance of a corpse. So 
if she wasn't all depressed already, now she is mega, ultra, incredibly depressed. She shows up on the scene and she says, have you seen the Lord? And she went from feeling like she lost everything when she never really lost him to begin with, right? Yeah, yeah. And you speak of the word of encouragement to the folks who maybe feel like the Lord has abandoned them. Yeah. When the yeah. Lord never abandoned you, right? Right, right. You know, there's some uh, scripture. It's uh, it's slipping my mind a little bit, but um, the second part of it is the joy comes in the morning. So sorrow, mm. I think mm. it is, may last for the night, right. but joy comes in the morning. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, even I, I can't tell you, express how grateful I am for this situation to happen. Not only that, but I've reframed the person involved with even though he uh, very sinister motivations, even though uh, he later on uh, sued us and won, we didn't have the lawyers and everything that he had and, you know, all the stuff that goes along with that. Um, so uh, even though we, we, that happened and experienced all that pain that, that threw us into the entrepreneurship journey. So when someone, you asked me that question, like, so what's, what encouragement that I, can I give? And that is the joy comes in the morning. Mm. And so I owe, you know, obviously what I'm doing now to the plan of God, but also to that adversary who meant something evil for me, but it turned around to a great, great good that, that, that tossed us like not just like shoved but tossed us into entrepreneurship to where i'm my own boss and i work from home and uh you know have a great life and things are going uh amazingly i would correlate it to uh joseph's journey to the throne and and, and going through those obstacles and being in prison and thinking you're getting out in seven years and then getting forsaken in the seven years longer it's like what's the what's the journey to the rise um to the throne if you will um it's a lot of pits mm. it's a lot of prisons it's a lot of darkness and i think god doesn't uh tell us about the journey he tells us about the destination Right. right. And we usually get an unction about what that destination is, man. I'm going to influence people for the kingdom. I'm going to have a, a, a ministry that impacts all kinds of people, like all of this different thing. But Tim, like your father's going to OD, your mother's going to die from cancer. You're going to lose everything. You're going to go to this dark pit of just like despair. And, you know, it's the hero's journey and coming out of, of those things. And so the joy comes in the morning. That's, that's the best encouraging thing that I can give, man. It's, it's painful for the moment, but um, God will work it out for you. Yeah. And that's a great word. I tell you, it just goes to show that there is always something greater on the, on the other side when we yeah. keep on keeping on with the Lord. Yeah. And Ollie, I'll be honest though. Like, I wouldn't want to go through another one. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey. I'm like, I'm like, okay, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm at a new level, and yeah. I know each time you gotta go to a new level, you face a new enemy. I get it, I get it, but it's like, 
whoo, that one was good. Like I feel good at where I'm currently located, but I do know that I'm going to the next level and there is a new enemy. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, that I think is pretty normal for just lack of a better word. I mean, who, who wants that? Who desires right, that? Right. right. I mean, we all want like the blessing we want. We, we want, multitudes of blessings and good things and good stuff yeah. to happen and but uh as you so powerfully point out through this testimonial uh as you had in the episode before too there are such there is such kingdom value in sticking with god even when the valley of the shadow of death you know is so deep and it seems like sometimes it's going to never end you know but there is always uh that assurance that god is with us and like what's so intriguing also for me and this is i think also a good uh, point for a listening audience is um you know you never i don't get any indications that like you were looking for the pain to just stop like give me give me relief give me get it to stop when is this going to end i don't get the sense for that like the sense i'm getting is okay god's allowed this to happen god's dropped us here and now yeah. we're here in this other place for 3 weeks and what opportunities do we have and now there's this guy that's going to help us out and and then your yeah. wife's keeping you you know accountable along the way you know hey we're going to do this sober thing together and so it's a multitude of things that are happening that you guys are responding to. Yeah. Well, I think that's, man, that's so important to mention Ollie, because, you know, if I ask myself like why people don't get where they feel like God has told them that they were going to go, like I was raised in a Pentecostal church, man. And we had a lot of prophecies and a lot of Mm -hmm. amazing words spoken over us. I hold on to those words. And uh, in fact, I think some of those words are actually happening right now. Uh, One of them was I'd rise up with the men of influence and stand among the mighty declare God's word, you know? Um, So some of those things I really hold on to, but that being said, uh, I seen a lot of words spoken over a lot of people and they they didn't come to pass. Now I'm not saying you have to have a prophetic word, but what I what I feel with that is people have an unction about the calling and what they're supposed to accomplish. And so I ask myself, why do they not get there? And there's two reasons that really jump out. Uh, the first one is they give up. Mm-hmm. So the the way is difficult. Like they they abandon the dream, and they're just like, I, I can't do this. The other one, which is quite deceptive, is the waiting on God. Mm. God's going to do it in his time. And the the only problem with that is the massive action that you have to take at this moment and tomorrow and the massive action you have to take next month. And so what it's missing is the, the faith that moves and takes massive action. And, you know, I correlate that to... You know, the children of Israel uh, given the promised land, but they have to go in and they have to have to fight. Right. And so it's there for them. They can go and take it if they want to. Now, faith for me is movement. It's always been movement. Um, And I believe that God energizes movement and action. So why 
why is the dream not coming? They've given up or they're not taking massive action. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got a lot of stationary <laughs> Christianity. Yeah. A lot of stationary things done in the name of Christ now. Um, and, and there are all kinds of other uh, sub reasons for that as well. Uh, that kind of yeah. go below the two main ones that you just laid out. Yeah, you know, and I've watched uh, people in my own life uh, go to the grave with their vision not uh, being fulfilled and the the unction or the calling that they felt over their life never came to pass. And um, that is that is lost opportunity. Mm. Well, yeah. it's now six years later, right, from all of that murkiness and swamp and nasty stuff, you know, 12 feet of snow you had to charge through and all of that stuff. It's it's sometime later and by God's goodness, you've got it going on. Can you share uh, some of the ways the Lord has blessed what or how you've got it going on? I mean, I know I mentioned from the jump some of the things you're involved with, but I mean, yeah. you're a really busy guy, man, and you've got a lot going and most of it, by and large, uh, going on for the kingdom of God. What what are you all up to now? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, operating a, a marketing agency from home uh, with my family. Uh, so uh, it supports my wife and my son. And I'm actually giving my daughter a little bit of work for social media for the small things that... Uh, that I just don't have the time to do anymore. So uh, it's a family business. Uh, it operates from home. It allows uh, multiple people to work from home uh, with me. And um, so it's the laptop life. You know, yeah. it's it's really neat. Uh, we've been doing this for since that point. Uh -huh. um, you know, I've filled out an application once because it got really scary. And I took a part-time job at UPS for the holidays because it got a little scary. So it's not to say that it doesn't come with uh, trials and, and different stuff that went on, but uh, we're doing better now than we, we have ever, ever been or done. And on a time and a season inside of uh, uh, America and USA where we shouldn't be really doing this good. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it, thank you very much for providing the contextual uh, <laughs> magnifying of how you've got it going on now too because yeah, uh, yeah we really shouldn't be our, our economy currently in the summer of 2023 is not the as not the greatest or not as good as it's been in times past but um yeah and then as far as the uh, uh the ministry um, what I've been enjoying doing is there's a couple uh, brothers that I'm helping them uh, launch into their thing. And uh, so I've been enjoying uh, getting them established also. So it's a little more, uh, I have a vision of being a leader of leaders. Um, so I'm trying to really uh, step out in that department. And um, probably in the future is going to be some like leadership and ministry development, but with practical marketing skills, because you don't learn these things inside of college and you don't learn these things in any coaching programs, man. I've took them like I know what they have, like, cool, you're a coach. Like, OK, like, how do I market myself? Oh, post on social media. 
you got to have a strategy. You got to mm. have, you know, uh, something kind of mapped out that uh, is predictable and it works. So, yeah, that's uh, kind of my passions is the, you know, the business and the ministry. All right. Well, Tim, it's been real. I wouldn't have expected anything else. <laughs> so thanks again for being on Keeping It Real. We'll let you know when uh, you're in the on deck circle, ready to be do up the bat again. But uh, in the meantime, you keep at what you're doing uh, because it's impacting a lot of people. I could tell just from the vibe uh, on Facebook and what have you, but also just um, being exposed to the content, but also hearing you uh, yeah. even over the course of the past half hour here uh, has been impactful to me. And, um, and I'm not blowing snow at you. I'm not just saying that to be a catchphrase, you know, because we're in, you know, a comfortable kind of scenario or setting. Um, it, it's really impacting stuff. Like I said, when I see right from the jump, we lost everything. And then I see how it all winds up and I know what you're doing, at least a, sli a slight bit of what you're doing now. It's yeah. really encouraging and inspirational. And yeah. the body of Christ needs this. Yeah. Poorly. The body of Christ needs inspiration, encouragement. They've got to believe that, yes, there are instances out there of where God is doing. He's incredible transforming power of what yeah. he's doing with some of his people. And it can happen a lot more often if people yeah. would, just as you say, take that step of faith. Yeah. Ask, uh, seek and knock, you know. Uh, I know we only got a couple seconds left, but the the main problem that I see with that is that we're not allowed to uh, dream or maybe even ask for those things. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, is if our hearts are in aligned and God has given us the desires of our heart, that he has literally implanted those desires within us, like seek those, let those express those, uh, carry those out because those are those are God given and he gave in them for, for a reason. So I would encourage people like desire, mm. like this ain't Buddhism, <laughs> this, ain't, <laughs> this ain't stoicism, like desire, because that's where God works. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what, <laughs> that, no, that was like the grand finale of a fireworks show. That was pretty cool. <laughs> All right, uh, brother. Hey, uh, thanks a lot again. We'll look forward to catch you back on the next round. And I encourage folks to check out Tim uh, on his Facebook page, he, also his podcast, the Kingdom Militia podcast. He's dropping episodes every week, um, and there's a lot of great content on there. I've actually subscribed to it, um, and I, I enjoy it very much. He's uh, actually in the middle of getting having a bunch of guests on his podcast talking about entrepreneurship and God working through that. And there's some incredible testimonials on how God has really worked in the lives of the people that he's yeah. on his podcast. That last one with Rusty, I would encourage you guys. Uh, well, it won't be the last one this come, but but with Rusty, go check that out because you just hear his story and you're like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I listened to it. He went off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, and uh, also encourage people to check out, of course, as I always mention, www.kiradio.com. All kinds of fresh and new content there. 